Football is back, and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value, cactus included, on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of Silver and Black today as we roll through training camp. We appreciate you being with us. We are an Odyssey original podcast. That's right. We're coming to you on the Odyssey Network. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Just search Silver and Black today. Put on that auto download for us. If you're watching us on, uh, excuse me, on YouTube, thank you. So hit the subscription and the notifications bell as well. Thanks for being with us. I'm Scott Branson, joined by my co-host, Mo Moten. Mo is the national senior NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. You can follow him on X now. It's not Twitter anymore. Or can we call it Twix? Or that's a candy bar. Can't call it that, right, Mo? Um, but well, you can <laughs> call it whatever you want, I guess. Oh, what is it, man? Uh, but you can follow him over there at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can also follow me at LV Gully. Just a quick rundown before we get started with today's show. We're going to get into news and roster updates, the Raiders out in camp, what's been going on. The first press conference yesterday with Coach, excuse me, on Tuesday with uh, Coach Josh McDaniels. Talk a little bit about that. Some roster updates, some big signings. Yes, one big one and another one uh, that was not unexpected. In the second segment, our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker, will be with us. We're going to go through a multitude of subjects with him, including the running back situation in the NFL, Josh Jacobs, the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, because he played for Josh McDaniels for a year in New England. So we'll talk to him about that. So Ross Tucker coming up in the second segment. And then the third segment, as we always do during the offseason here on Thursdays, is we are going to get to your mail. Also, just want to say thanks to everybody out there listening to us on the bet in Las Vegas. Yes, we're back on the radio for the NFL season as camp rolls on. So if you're listening to us on Sunday morning, we appreciate you being with us, uh, especially if you're listening on the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app, where you can rewind the show. Even if you miss it in the morning, you can go back and listen to it. So thanks for being with us. Okay, Mo, let's jump right in. Of course, uh, two things I want to touch on from the top of the show. One is Jimmy Garoppolo in camp, passes his physical. We, we kind of talked about it uh him getting back on the field and that the Raiders wouldn't rush him. But I think that answered a lot of questions. He's ready to come back, at least from the one injury. Again, he's injury prone. So we, we, we got to be careful here because we don't know how he's going to hold up with the rest of it. Uh, but that was a big first step for the Raiders. Uh, he, as I, as I wrote on my first contribution on Raider Ramble just yesterday, the Raiders kind of hitching their wagon to Jimmy G and, and they've got to have a healthy quarterback out there as well. So, so the first big step, I think now we haven't seen him throw, but that's okay. I think this is a big point for this team. And Josh McDaniels talked about Jimmy Garoppolo at length yesterday uh, about uh, what he needs to do to improve. 
Yeah, Josh McDaniels said basically what I expected him to say. And what I've said on the show is Jimmy Garoppolo may be on the practice field, but they're going to ramp him up slowly. And Josh McDaniels said that that's what they do with every player coming off of injury is that there's a rehabilitation period or phase, and then there's a reacclimation phase. And my guess is Jimmy G is in the reacclimation phase where he's okay to go, no restrictions, as Vinny Bonsignor of Las Vegas Review Journal asked him, will there be any restrictions on Jimmy G? And Josh McDaniels said no, but basically we're going to be careful with him just so that there aren't any re-injury issues or a, a, a probability of him re-injuring that foot. Because remember, there's that addendum in his contract where if he does re-injure that foot, the Raiders can release him and not owe him any money. So I expect a slow ramp up. You probably uh, reporters there present at training camp will probably see Jimmy G kind of toss the football around, but nothing strenuous in the first couple of weeks. Yep, so that's good news. Also, the Raiders re-signed defensive tackle Kyle Pecco. They also re-signed defensive end Isaac Rochelle. Uh, so not, you know, these are depth, and and I don't know that you could call Pecco a camp body because he did stick with the team last year. Of course, Rochelle played one game for the Raiders last year as well. But clearly, Mo, they 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 know these guys are familiar with the system, wanted to bring them back in, and they're there now. The big signing, Marcus Peters. We talked about our last show on Tuesday. We talked about the fact that this was pretty much imminent. And it was not a secret. Most people knew this. And a lot of people reported it several weeks ago. And we've been hearing it in circles for a long time. Marcus Peters makes it official. And as we talked about on Tuesday, and, and I know our producer, Mike Rabier, cut some social video that went, that went, went over well on Twitter, uh, excuse me, X, uh, and talking about the fact that Marcus Peters getting a bad rap by some fans saying, oh, look what happened last year. But that was an aberration. So now Marcus Peters gets to come in. He's got a lot of pr- lot to prove. He gets a $5 million reported deal for the Raiders, which I think is a bargain for what you're getting, even if it's not the Marcus Peters of four or five years ago. This is an upgrade, and this is an upgrade in an area, the defensive backfield, specifically a cornerback, that this team really needed Mo going into camp. Right. So his reported contract, as Jordan Schultz reported, is one year up to $5 million. And I think that's a little less than what Rakia Singh got for the Ravens. So if you if you look at it, Rakia Singh goes to the Ravens, the Raiders get Marcus Peters. It's basically a swap uh, for, a bl- for a player who has a more established track record of forcing turnovers. One of the criticisms mm-hmm. I had of Rakia Singh when the Raiders signed him last offseason is that he doesn't force a lot of turnovers. Plays a solid defense, solid defender on the boundary, but he's not going to get you those interceptions. Doesn't have more than, I, I believe, two in, in a season. Uh, as we all know, Marcus Peters is, has been one of the premier ball hawks, not last year. Only had one pick, but again, it was a rough season. One year removed from a torn ACL and a new system. Maybe he bounces back and gets you those multiple turnovers, or interceptions that he's accustomed to getting. If the Raiders can get that out of him, I would say that's more than their money's worth. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, you look at the numbers and, and again, this guy, it, when you're, when you're an athlete at that level, you have a lot to prove, especially coming off a, what, what people consider a subpar year. So that to me benefits the Raiders because not only do they get a great deal financially with him, but they also get the opportunity to, to have a player play far beyond the contract. And I hope he does that, that, that gives him the opportunity to make more money next year. Also give the Raiders maybe an opportunity to keep a guy and if 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 the price is right next season and you know a lot of guys they come back with teams and they feel endeared to that team now it's it's a money game it's a business we've learned that with josh jacobs we talk about it all the time here on the show mo but you know you get a guy in he kind of resurrects his career gets back to where he was 
and he seems, or a lot, a lot of cases, they seem to stay there because they're appreciative of the opportunity the team gave them. Yeah, you also got to remember, Marcus Peters once said, you know, he he's a Raider fan. He grew up a Raider fan, following the team, football team. As a lot of people know, that's Marshawn Lynch's cousin. Yeah. So he feels he feels a certain attachment to this team that a lot of other players wouldn't feel to their to the team that they play for. So there is that factor. There's a chance that he could stick around beyond this year if he bounces back, has a great year, and he feels comfortable in the system. Who knows where it can go? But of course, we take it one step at a time. And let's just say <laughs> for now, he's going to probably be the Raiders cornerback one. But let's see him lock down his side of the football. Now, now a lot of people are saying he's washed up. I, I heard that on Twitter over the past couple of days. Oh, he's washed up. He had a down year. Marcus Peters just turned 30 in January. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's young. He's not a spring chicken. But I, I wouldn't say that's that's washed up just turning 30, you know, seven months ago. He's he's not right. much um he's he's not much younger or he's in the same age group as Devontae Adams. Now Devontae Adams is playing at a much higher level, yes. But I believe De- De- Devontae Adams is turning what 31, I believe. 31. Uh, late later in the year. So he and Marcus Peters are in the same age group. It's just that one player is still looked at as being the top of his game. The other player is coming off a down year. So of course people are gonna call Marcus Peters washed up at his age. But I think it's more of um could be i could see a, a rebound year will he get six interceptions i you know that's a tough that's a tough ask but if he can get the raiders three to four interceptions that's a big upgrade than what they've had over the past few years i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mo, let's talk about I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Josh McDaniels press conference, but uh, again, you roll into camp. Everybody's a little excited. There's no there, – all the news is good news for the most part, except you know the Josh Jacobs, which he talked about at length too as well, uh, and really gave a great answer, uh, which is the only answer you can give, which is, hey, I love the player, respect the player. That's the business side of the game. That's not what I'm about. Uh, but what I noticed v- this year versus last year, and I want to see if you had the same take on this. Now, last year, this these, this this regime came in, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, came in, high expectations. They got a veteran quarterback that had been with the franchise for a long time, uh, had had some good moves. They, they traded for Devontae Adams. So there was a lot of a lot of hope going into last season. And frankly, they did not do a good job of manning, managing expectations, right? Primarily as we've discussed here many, many times, they sort of didn't read the room the right way. They didn't feel as though this team would be where they are towards the end of the year. They thought this team would be competing for a playoff spot. This year, a much more level, kind of even-handed approach to talking about the season, talking about expectations. Not unexpected, uh, but it's good to see that at least Josh McDaniels perhaps learned from his uh, maybe over-exuberance last season? Definitely see some adjustment to how, you know, how he speaks to the media. I think he's still working on the people part of his job. Because remember, head coaching is not just X's and O's. You have to connect at a certain level with your players. I'm not saying you have to have beers with them at the bar, 
Yeah. But you have to be able to understand some of their issues, some of what's going on in their lives as a player and as a person. And I want to just connect it to Josh Jacobs' contract situation. One thing that I did notice about Josh McDaniels and his response to the Josh Jacobs' contract question is he used the word respect a lot, and mm-hmm. he said his decision a lot. Those two things mm-hmm. he kind of harped on. So what that tells me is he's he's carefully tiptoeing around this these questions because he doesn't want to say the wrong thing to kind of rub other players the wrong way because there will be other players who are going to be up for contract situations just like Josh Jacobs was. They may not get the same treatment because the running back market is what it is, but Josh McDaniels made it a point to say, look, I respect Josh Jacobs as a person and what he's doing. It's, if this is his decision, Josh McDaniels also kind of put this on Dave Ziegler and said, look, I'm a head coach. I want everyone here, but there <laughs> right. is a business aspect to all of, of course. It. So it's kind yes. of like a, Hey, you're going to have to ask, you know, Dave Ziegler and Tom Delaney about this because I, I would prefer to have everyone here, but obviously I can't have that. But as I said last week, while a locker room mutiny is 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 probably a, a hot take, a peak temperature type of situation, Josh McDaniels does have to be careful what he has what he has to say about this Josh Jacobs situation because it could turn certain guys in the locker room against him. It, it could, and and he definitely is being very careful. Another thing that he talked about real quick before we head to our first break here, coming up after the break, will be our NFL insider at Odyssey. Ross Tucker, so don't go anywhere. Uh, Tyree Wilson. Uh, They asked about Tyree Wilson and Josh Jacobs, and this is where fans started to freak out uh, a little bit (laughs) in in social media where he said no timeline, but he's headed in the right direction. No question about it. I'm excited about that. Okay. So we've been saying since he got drafted here, Mo, on Silver and Black today that he will not start the season ready to go. We just said, look, and if he is ready to go physically – from a speed, from a workout perspective, he's not going to be up to speed. So it's going to take several weeks, which is why I keep saying Chandler Jones getting off to a quick start is so important. Uh, not surprising. And, you know, as it is with almost everything else in the world today, you hear something and you go from zero to 100 extreme. <laughs> so now I'm getting people tweeting at me. Oh, see, terrible. He's never going to play you down with the rate. OK, let's settle oh, down. Yeah, now. I don't know what's going to happen. But this is not a surprise uh, for those of us who've been monitoring the situation, uh, and Josh McDaniels confirmed that. Now, remember what I said about Jimmy G. The same applies to Tyree Wilson. Josh McDaniels yeah. said there's a rehabilitation period or phase, and then there's a reacclimation phase. And I think Tyree Wilson is in the acclimation phase because he wasn't there last year, so he can't get reacclimated to something that he didn't know already. Right. Right. So he has to get acclimated to the defensive scheme, to Patrick Graham's scheme, before he can fully get on the field. And, of course, there's that injury aspect of this. But as you said, we expected this. I don't know if we need to sit up here with a megaphone and say it louder for people, <laughs> but we, we've said that Tyree Wilson is not going to be a full goal, even if he is on the field at training camp. And I said he probably will start off on the, on the pup list because of the fact that he hasn't played a football since, I believe, November. So yeah. you can't ask a rookie to go from, as you said, zero to a hundred from no football activity to banging against, you know, 200 to 300 pound guys in pads. It's just, that's just not a realistic expectation. I would hope that Tyree Wilson gets some time in during the preseason best case scenario, because you don't, you want him to at least see the field and feel the speed of the game before he gets on the field for the regular season. Yes. So everybody take a deep breath. It's the first couple days of camp. <laughs> Exhale. 
Um, yeah, okay. All right, there you go. So uh, that's it. We're going to wrap up our first segment here on Silver and Black today. When we come back, we're going to be joined by NFL Insider, Odyssey's own NFL Insider. That is, of course, Ross Tucker. He's going to be with us, talk everything about camp, everything about the Raiders, of course, the running back situation. He's got some unique views. He is a former NFL player, so we'll get that perspective as well. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today.